Welcome to Hire Special, everybody. Super special this time, because normally Nikki and I don't really bring a guest here. We talk about our values and um, what we are up to in our own careers. But today, today we've got somebody that we just couldn't pass on. Nikki, who's here with us? That's right, Tom. Today we have the incredible Susan McPherson on the show. Founder and CEO of McPherson Strategies, serial connector, angel investor, and author, among many other things. Susan, welcome to the show. Welcome. I am so excited to be here, and the energy you both give off is intoxicating. It's wonderful. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We try to. (laughs) We're doing our best, currently broadcasting live from a small children's bedroom <laughs> <laughs> at an undisclosed location but um you susan you're in brooklyn so how's brooklyn treating you these days What's well happening? i have to tell you brooklyn was um a remarkable community over these last 15 months i mean obviously many parts of brooklyn were hit very hard with the pandemic um mm. but also it's a very resilient population and I walked and walked and walked over the last 16 months just to keep my sanity because I've been alone the entire time. And by doing so, I feel like I actually got to know my community even better than I knew before. Oh, that's great. I've heard that a lot, actually. Same, we, we're both living in Switzerland and, and so many people have recognized and realized the beauty of the, the what's around them and the mm. people around them. That's a really nice point to point out because often, especially from Lausanne, there's so many expats traveling all the time and they're never in Lausanne. So it's great to see that. And the same for you and to get to know your local community is is nice. Obviously, difficult circumstances, but it, it brings you back to home, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So for me, this whole period was a very interesting time because I was I'm living by myself in Lausanne as well, and it was wonderful to see how much people rallied around mm-hmm. me because I took this I took this very very seriously. The only people I would see indoors would be Nikki and Sandra, but um, the rest of my social group did indulge me and they did sit outside with me on their terraces at minus ten degrees Celsius in the middle of <laughs> winter, the winter because I wouldn't come in. <laughs> so it was great. He but, was very serious about it, and everybody got around. It was great. We were too. I was very happy. He was too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you very much for having me right let's hop into what today's episode Mm -hmm. is actually about so let's first do a little expose of who is this susan mcpherson so what i find so remarkable about you is that um in your bio and everywhere on google if you look at this name you see corporate responsibility an angel investor somebody who works on social good on social impact and where does sustainability meet business Obviously, you're also a freshly published author. We're going to get to that in just a second. But all these keywords, Susan, what do they mean to you? Why are you operating this space? Oh, my goodness. Well, at 56 years old, I could probably talk for hours about how I first got into social impact um, and now how the world is kind of caught up because what used to be a nice to have for companies now is a must have. So I I have to say part of the success of the last eight years of running my company has truly been that the world has come around to realize that this is vitally important and that business plays a role um, in, in contributing to both, we know, obviously the world's problems, but also the world's solutions. And um, there was a particular uh, endeavor that I participated in back in 2005. I was part of an organization called the Business Council for Peace, which was Mm -hmm. essentially a network of business professionals, predominantly women, that pooled their business acumen to help women entrepreneurs in regions of conflict and post-conflict. And it was honestly the first time I actually saw in real life, in you know, really happening, um, business being a force for good. I went to Afghanistan and met a 
and spent two weeks with women entrepreneurs. And it was literally not, we weren't doling out funds. We were actually providing training, providing business acumen in, you know, culturally appropriate. But that was really what spurred me to kind of, you know, go full bore in, in making this my career goal. Uh, and, and that was almost 17, 16, 17 years ago. Wow, you're definitely ahead of the game there. And it's amazing that you, yeah, definitely, because people so much so just throw money, as you said, but you actually went there, you helped, and it makes such a difference if you do it that way rather than just throwing money at Oh, yes. Exactly. Super important. Exactly. I mean, money's important. Don't get me wrong. Um, Of course. Of course. uh, But what, what was so fascinating was seeing all these business professionals that were actually, you know, using their time, sharing their wisdom and guidance. Um, and I had never seen that before, honestly. I mean, I had seen, you know, really? traditional philanthropy, but this was a, a new model. Oh, we love a bit of knowledge sharing here, don't we, Tom? Mm, <laughs> That's literally transfer. the, yeah, I mean, Genesis. this is, yeah, exactly. Knowledge transfer with everything we do. And this is why we developed this podcast as well. So, so great to hear that from you. I'm already in a world of pain, I must honestly confess, because these special episodes are always a bit shorter than our regular sort of 45 minute interval. And I feel like we should have done the full blown one. Maybe Susan's going to come back later. But let's talk about, because we just can't get enough. So, but let's talk about your current work. And as we are a career podcast, we're trying to help people have an easier time at their nine to five so that they retain some capacity to bring values, Mm -hmm. their values to work and change their places of work as they navigate their careers. Let's talk about your new book, The Lost Art of Connecting, the Gather, Ask, Do Method for Building Meaningful Business Relationships. We want to sort of um, make this a bit of a challenge for you because I'm sure you've spoken about this plenty recently. Mm -hmm. We want to apply this to on the job. What can people learn from this book as they navigate their own careers? But maybe do a quick expose for us. Your elevator pitch, The Empire State Building, What's this book about? (laughs) It's finding the humanity back and connecting with others. It is about having meaningful conversations, reciprocity, being there in the good times and bad, showing up, but leading with how can I be of help as the um, underlying uh, connection point to each and every one of us. Because not even after this past year or even long before this past year, all of us can use a bit of help. And I fervently mm. believe that the more support we give others, we're actually supporting ourselves, both personally and professionally. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. And we also wanted to touch on opportunities for you as well. Like, you know, this book, it sounds awesome. I'm going to definitely get it and read it. I know we, we were on a an internal session where I work and we spoke about it a lot. So I heard from you firsthand and it sounds amazing so I think I definitely want to go in further but for you opportunities come from this right so if anyone out there wants to share their story you get speaking gigs you can go in and talk to companies like where I was and um, what else happens for you then once you release that book or even before you get invited on a lot of podcasts <laughs> <laughs> not as fun as ours though I guess Susan. well honestly I mean you know I run a small consulting firm I have uh, 12 employees and we work with mm-hmm. companies NGOs um, family foundations on how they communicate and connect and build partnerships so obviously the, the ethos of the book are, is really important but it isn't it you know I honestly I have found that connect everything good that's ever happened to me in life came through connections. 
Mm. And I have to say that sometimes we relegate connecting to on the personal side of our lives and don't realize how powerful it is within our own corporations, as well as as we build business relationships over our lifetime. My company was founded when I was 48. Um, I am now 56. Over the last eight years, about 95% of the business has been inbound. That tells me that throughout my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, all those meetings I took, those people I connected, those introductions Mm -hmm. I made, they've come back to support the business. And it wasn't like I had a, you know, magic, um, you know, a crystal ball and knew that I was going to be running a company many years later. In fact, it wasn't even part of the ethos of my brain. So what I think that tells us all is let's make time for this. And if you lead a company or if you're in a position of power, make space for it. Also, make sure you're doing everything you can to make people feel safe when they connect, both Mm. virtually Mm. and Um, when we are back in some semblance of normalcy, because that whole notion of bring your full self to work is very easy to say if you are, you know, white and of privilege, but it it, it may not apply to everyone else. So we need to have extra care and extra compassion and also be vulnerable ourselves. So I think this applies both on on the personal side and the professional side. Which is where a lot of this bravery also comes into play to be yourself irrespective of the consequences, which is a very hard thing to counsel people on in this current economic climate and the job market, which Mm -hmm. is so constricted. So holding on to your job can become a goal in of itself Mm -hmm. rather than self-fulfillment in moments of crisis. But you have mirrored and reflected something we have been hearing for the past four months that we've been doing this show. Everybody says, give, be generous, be of service be of help, whatever you do later in life, you may not have even envisioned it at the moment, it will come full circle. For me, I'm feeling this now as well. So the most interesting um, and most fruitful conversations that I'm having now as an entrepreneur is actually with people that I used to employ as consultants, Mm. which is where business is coming from now. And I'm loving this, um, this idea so much. And I think part of what Nikki was asking as well is put yourself out there before you have to with Mm. either your ideas, with your online profile, Make yourself discoverable in the space and the niche that you want to be discoverable. I think this is also a piece of advice that is mirrored by the, you know, I'm getting invited to a lot of podcasts at the moment, (laughs) what Susan just said. But I want to dive into how can you apply some of these skills and especially, especially the sense of digital networking, which I'm very currently very passionate about because I think it's a huge missed opportunity. People are sitting there looking good on screen, but they don't um, apply method to actually make this time work for them. So let's hop into this after my last question, and then I will be quiet for a bit because I'm (laughs) over talking. Um, Susan, who is the best connector that you have ever met and why? I would have to say my late mother, which is who taught me everything. And she did it with a manual typewriter and the telephone. And I guess we're automobile because she would, we um, would drive to see reporters. She worked in public relations for, uh, PBS, which is the U.S. public television service. Mm -hmm. And Mm. she um, would build relationships with reporters and influencers through those means and through the postal mail. So that's why I mentioned the manual typewriter. And again, this was long before the Internet, long before smartphones, long before social media. Um, Unfortunately, she was killed in a tragedy when I was um, just turned 22. So um, uh, much of, I think, the good work she would have continued to do was was tragically cut short. But 
in the probably age range between 15 and and 21 when I actually started to figure out what she actually did. Because, you know, when you're a kid, (laughs) um, she was was masterful at it. And she wove constellations of connections between people. And, um, and neither one of my parents ever made that judgment of, well, that person can't, isn't, isn't powerful enough to help me. So they're not worth my time. So I grew up with a a real strong sense of, um, every single person is deserving of our attention, our curiosity and our compassion. And I saw that in real time, you know, in, in, in the late sixties, all the way until 1986. Wow, what an amazing thing to have got from your mom and learned even in that short time. And we wanted to touch a little bit on mentorship. And I guess your mom was uh, a natural mentor to you. But have you had any others um, or, or are you a mentor yourself? We'd love to hear oh, about that. I, I, you know, I've never called myself that, but I obviously, uh, you know, if I'm going to put a book out about connecting and, and helping people True. connect, I kind of have to live mm. that, right? That would be pretty horrific. <laughs> Not very authentic. But yeah, I mean, I haven't ever had a formal mentor, but I look to people that who have guided, have counseled me. Um, you know, I, I was a trained salesperson, which I, I think as much as being a trained waitress, both really helped me for future um problem solving, career advancement, et cetera. Um, but a woman of all things named Nancy Sells, who actually is featured in my book, taught me all about this notion that it isn't, it isn't about reaching out to people when you have something to ask from them or something to sell to them, but merely reaching out to people to ask them how they are. And, you know, granted that was through the lens of teaching me to be a salesperson, but that also taught me to actually build those long-term relationships, you know, and, and this way, when you do have something to sell to somebody or you do have an ask for someone, you've already established that relationship. You've already established that reciprocity and you've positioned yourself as a resource, which quite frankly is, is the best place to be. We want to be helpful. We want to be thoughtful. We want to be known as trustworthy. And lastly, we want to be known as those people who get the proverbial proverbially proverbial s-h-i-t done and i'm not going to swear only because i i've been told on some podcasts i can't so i train myself to not to not do so <laughs> this, is, this is a free and wild and wicked podcast uh, we had some what did we have we had jules who said he was the big shrimp um, yes. that was interesting we had another wonderful guest on who said one of my his best career advice was to just not be an arsehole yes so um you know this is this is perfectly fine um what i find this this notion of just giving and putting yourself out there before you need something was actually mirrored by um another susan that i know who's um who's a lecturer at arizona state university um who will possibly also come onto the show and mm-hmm. so as a connector myself i wonder i wonder if susan and susan should have a meeting <laughs> of the minds to become a potency to the power double of two susan. yes <laughs> i am all about meeting other susan so you know, make it happen <laughs> This is an introduction that's necessary. <laughs> we also had Krista speaking about that, what you've no. just spoken about, Susan, because she was um doing some charity work and and the whole thing for her was that she had the connections already made and the relationships already built. Mm. It was much easier for her to, you know, 
to, to ask the question for, for money from people to help our foundation. So I think it's a really important point because you can't just, oh yeah, I want to set up a charity. Um, I'll just go and ask all these people. You can't just do mm-hmm. that, right? You've got to have a relationship, a long-term relationship in some cases. And it's really, really important for anyone listening who wants to go into that area. Yeah. yeah make sure you start building those relationships. And as you mentioned, Susan, it's from your twenties, you know, all the way up yeah. and you may not, you may not get it straight away, but it will come back and, and one day, Absolutely. Um, eventually, it will really stand to you. Mm. Right. So as this is a speed round in a short <laughs> episode, I want to try and dig into something that is so crucial, so critical, often so complicated, because you see, this is how you write your CV. This is how you write your LinkedIn profile. This is how you do X, Y, and Z. We have enough technical information about this out there for job seekers or people that want to change their career path. What nobody seems to be talking about is how do you leverage any of these tools as as tools on your sort of weapons belt of discovering new opportunities? And because I've read the subtext of, um, at, at the very least, of Susan's book, I know that you talk to job seekers as well. You say social media, your digital footprint is not the end of the road. It is merely an enabler. So in the last three minutes of this episode, Susan, what is the best practical advice, or maybe two, that you can give to anybody out there seeking a job or seeking a new challenge on how to leverage the online world to find these new connections, to action them meaningfully, and to make a change? Regardless of the platform that you are using, or platforms, because I assume people are using multiple at this point in time, mm-hmm. is lead with how you can be of help. And I know that sounds kind of odd when you're, you know, reaching out to someone you don't know, but do the research that is right there in front of you. When I was first starting professionally, I had the Encyclopedia Britannica and the Yellow Pages, which I don't know if, if that rings true in <laughs> Europe, but that was that was all the only way I could find and reach out to people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and today you have every single thing at your disposal to find out, um, you know, somebody's career path, perhaps what that person might be saying on Twitter that day, whether that person might have grandchildren for goodness sakes, by looking at their Instagram. So do the research. And then when you reach out to make a connection or to ask for a meeting, offer something up as a way to be helpful. The chances of that person being responsive to you go up exponentially. I would also say, before we dive into any of these tech tools, let's look within our existing connections and communities first and see who can maybe help make an introduction. Because in generally speaking, people want to be helpful. Yes, there's always going to be people who say they don't have time. And quite frankly, I I understand and respect that. But for the most part, people want to be helpful. So I think doing a little pre-advanced research, leading with how you can help, and then also before you dive into the technology, see who you may already know who's connected to the individuals you want to be connecting with. Because quite frankly, if you're looking to advance your career or change careers, it's going to take getting get, getting to the right people. I inhaled to open my mouth and talk about things, but the finish... Very succinct, wonderful, incredible, practical. Susan, thank you so very much for being on the podcast with us. Just on time as well. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Susan. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. I love you both. This was wonderful. (laughs) I'm going to meet you in person for sure. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. We're coming to Brooklyn. Yes. Yes. I will host you for sure. Awesome. Fantastic. Wonderful. 
go go off be beautiful go good luck all meeting. the best with your book and the promotion um we're so grateful that you've been awesome. here today. Thank, thank you. you both and enjoy your evening have a good one we will. Bye. 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 right everybody this was the incredible susan mcpherson on the show for you extra specialist that was uh, a guest on our special episode be sure to check us out we're everywhere on social uh, the links are down below um, instagram facebook uh, linkedin go get in touch go let us know what you think um, and we are going to excuse ourselves for the month of july to take a quick summer break we will be back in uh, the month of august with something very very fantastic which is a month of skill so it's going to be less about interviewing um, people about their career journeys but it's actually about delivering hard skills to you things like how to grow on social media and build these platforms that we've actually um, spoken about so many times it will be about leadership behavior how do you show up at work how do you flex different styles and how do you remain resilient throughout the ravages of working life um so long and have a good summer break or winter break if there is a break in the southern hemisphere bye